0: Hey everybody, and welcome to a bonus episode of Savior Sorry. I am your co-host Katrina Rochelle here with my best friend and fellow co-host Jose Angel, and we are here to talk about a book of Jose's choosing today. So, Jose, what book did you decide to cover
1: today on our Savior Sorry book club? We are covering the book Worthy by Jada Pinkett Smith.
0: Jada Pinkett Smith. Don't forget the Smith.
1: <laughs> and Jada, she's not seen too fondly by a lot of people. She's just this bald-headed woman who loves to humiliate her husband, Will Smith.
0: <laughs> Damn!
1: That's what it seems like the majority of people seem to say. And you and I have found ourselves as Jada Pinkett apologists. Yes. As defenders.
0: Yes. We put ourselves on the front line.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so we did want to get more information reading this book, but we do have bias, I would say that.
0: Yeah. I think we can be at least open about that. <laughs> Did you
1: listen to the audiobook?
0: Of course I did. I took my little ass to audio. Well, not my little ass, but I took my ass to audio. and No, all the
1: <laughs> I listened to the audio. <laughs> I did both. And mostly I do tend to lean towards the audio version. It adds an extra element to it. Mm-hmm. But I have to say this is a beautiful book. Like it's physically beautiful.
0: Ah, so you weren't disappointed even when you weren't listening to the audio.
1: No. If you take off the dust jacket, it's a white and red book with white letters. You open it, and in the front and back, there are black and white photos of Jada and her family with the word worthy over them in red. Each chapter starts with a red border, and the first letter is in red. And just these splashes of red throughout the book, that add something for me.
0: Oh take a picture of it. Send it to me sometime. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've never. I've only seen the cover.
1: Yes. And, you know, you should always judge a book by its cover.
0: (laughs) According to Jose Angel, that's your quote.
1: Yes. And I know to some people they won't care how it looks, but if you like collecting books, I just think it's a beautiful book. And another thing that I liked about this book is for the most part, it's in chronological order.
0: Yes, I do enjoy a chronological story.
1: Yes. I don't know why some memoirs jump around with the timeline, but when you're a podcaster on the go, like us, it makes it easier to to digest and keep track of what is going on.
0: Yeah, because with us, especially because we work and we have limited amount of time after work, we like to get our timeline straight. And so when you're listening to a book that's jumping timelines, it'll fuck you up on your research and shit.
1: Yeah, you're like, what's going on? When did this happen? It, it gets confusing.
0: And I'd be like, mm, 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 in my review. Like, <laughs> and, and then I didn't cover that, because that was some bullshit.
1: <laughs> Sometime between childhood and death.
0: Exactly. <laughs> yeah, she mentioned that.
1: I also like that the book is divided into four parts of Jada's life. Yes. And I am going to leave a lot out, because this was a long book. So if I bypass anything you want to discuss, just cut in, and we can talk about it.
0: Okay, I think uh, for the most part, I'm I'm just going to let you do your thing. I might just put in my opinions, but I'm going to let you do your thing. I trust you.
1: Okay, good. One of us has trust.
0: <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> I need something for that burn.
1: So the book starts off with Jada in 2012 going to a medicine woman's house. And she is outside of this house and is worried what if what she is about to do kills her. I believe she was there to do ayahuasca, and she talks about how she first heard of ayahuasca when Jade and her son called her over and was talking to his friends, and they told her their dad did ayahuasca, and it really helped him.
0: Is this a safe place?
1: Is it a safe place? Yes. What do you mean?
0: Can I share something? Yes. Well, I've heard this thing called ayahuasca tossed around a lot, mostly by rich people, so... The dumbass in me was like, ayahuasca, is that the new Aspen? <laughs> <laughs> Where are We go- We going to ayahuasca? Everybody heading up to ayahuasca this year? Hmm, huh. interesting.
1: interesting. You didn't know it was like a hallucinogenic?
0: Did not know. <laughs> not even a little bit.
1: I've always wanted to try it, but then you hear these crazy stories. Jada even says one of them, and it's like, I don't know. I don't know if that's for me.
0: I still might want to give it a shot now that I am more knowledgeable.
1: Yeah, like I've dabbled with hallucinogenics, but never ayahuasca.
0: Yeah, I've never, we never dove into the deep end. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so Jada talks to the dad and she sees that he's more lively. His eyes are more clear, more bright, and she's interested. And Jada at this time in her life is not doing well. Every day for her is a struggle. And she tells herself, if she can make it to 4 p.m. every day, she'll survive. I don't know why she said 4 p.m. I guess that's her day, but just a weird time. I don't know. I I would feel, just me personally, that after 4 p.m. would be, like, the hard time. But I'm not walking in her shoes.
0: Why would you assume that? Because everybody's back home?
1: Just because, like, after 4 p.m. is, like, when your day's over. That's when you have time to think.
0: Maybe that's when her day is over in a sense where she, does, she doesn't have to do the pretending. Ah. So she knows 4 p.m. She can be by herself with her own thoughts in her own like trusted circle. She doesn't have to pretend.
1: That makes sense. Yeah, she could be miserable. Mm-hmm. Her kids are what's keeping her going, but she's even starting to feel disconnected from them as well. And she realizes she doesn't want to keep on going on living like this. So she starts planning on how to end her life. She puts together a plan of driving off a cliff and making it look like an accident. But she has doubts about this, though. What if she survives the crash? The crash. She could be paralyzed or disfigured. And she goes out looking at cliffs, and she's just debating, like, is this a big enough fall? Is this going to kill me? Do I have to go somewhere further to get a big enough fall? And if you ever had thoughts of ending your life, it's eerie how much the thought process is similar this sort of checklist you go over and if you haven't it's such a dark thing she's describing that what goes into someone's mind and i gotta say that i was immediately hooked this is how you open a book give us those raw emotions jada
0: yeah and surprises because you know despite everything that she talks about i never would have thought that that's where she was you know that's where her mind was no, and
1: she says it throughout the book, like, why am I having these troubles? I have everything someone could want. I have money, I have fame, I have family.
0: She just don't got peace.
1: So we go into the book and it starts with Jada's childhood, and she talks about growing up with her mother, Adrian, who had little baby Jada when she was only seventeen. Her father, Rob Sol, was given three choices by her grandma, Marion, and that was Marry Adrian, abort the baby, or put the baby up for adoption. And lucky for Jada, they chose marriage. The marriage didn't last long, only a year, but it was filled with abuse that was mostly fueled by her father's addiction to drugs and alcohol. And Jada grew up at her maternal grandparents' house and talks mostly about her grandmother, who was always teaching her things, was strict Mm -hmm. when it came to cleaning, was an advocate for sexual education, and she couldn't cook. (laughs) Her... Grandfather was a doctor. On Jada's paternal side, she had grandparents Shirley and Grant. Shirley used to be a teacher, now retired. She mostly stayed home and likes to binge drink on Fridays and Saturdays.
0: But she ain't got no problem.
1: No. She says she doesn't have a problem, but Jada does refer to her as an alcoholic. And I feel like people listening to this, that might even be a, a point of debate. Because if they're saying, where well, she's only drinking two times a week, is she an alcoholic? You know, it's just like some things like that, that you can debate. Uh,
0: if she, the two, she, wait, I thought she said that she would drink every day except for Sunday.
1: Huh. She did say she did not drink Sunday, but she said she mostly drank Friday, Saturday. So I took that to Oh, okay she's just been drinking those days.
0: Well, either way, she was a functioning alcoholic. She, she needed her drink, but she acted like she didn't. Because she was able to survive some days without it. Yeah,
1: and she surely says she could not understand how her son, Rob, became an alcoholic.
0: Exactly. But it's like, girl, that's because you can't hold a mirror to yourself. That's why. Because it's as clear as day is that obviously these traits are passed on or have been seen from a young age. And it's so
1: crazy that just you think a former teacher, former principal... You, you don't think alcoholic. I I guess that's what Jada does with this book is she shows you all walks of life have these addiction problems.
0: Yes. Basically, like humans are human and, and we tend to forget because of titles and appearances.
1: Yeah. You want an alcoholic where well, you don't want, but <laughs> you expect an alcoholic to be like
0: torn uneployed. down. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So. Sometimes Shirley would be a happy drunk, and sometimes she'd be arguing with an unknown person in her drunk state. Jada's mom, Adrian, was also starting to develop an addiction. Later, we learn it's heroin. Uh-huh. But I find it interesting how Jada has three addicts in her life, but they all present differently. Shirley limits her days. Adrian is very functional, even becoming a nurse. And her father, Soul is what most people imagine an addict to be. Uh-huh. Disappearing and can't hold a job.
0: And I know you're gonna go into what Jada does with her life later, but it is crazy to me that in such a heavy, it was such an addiction heavy family, she also did not succumb to that. Yeah. Like not even a little bit, not even an interest, which of course some people like, well, of course that would turn you off to it. But some could also argue when it's more than one in your family, especially your close family. You could succumb to it because you're figuring, well, everybody else is doing. it.
1: It's very normalized.
0: Mm-hmm. And she said, like, this is in the middle of the epidemic, the drug epidemic, the crime epidemic. And she's from Baltimore, which is still to this day, unfortunately, one of the most underfunded crime riddled um, cities in America.
1: Yes. And so, I No matter which way you cut it. Jada was left feeling unwanted. And I love this quote, so I'll include it. When I go in search of the origins of my broken heart, it is the sense of not being a priority to the two people who gave me life that creates a fracture of my worth. Mm -hmm. So already from childhood, she's not feeling like she's worthy, hence the title of love, because these two people who are supposed to love her the most, her parents are choosing alcohol or drugs over her. I also want to include this without getting too much into it, but it is a common theme in this book is Jada being Black and kind of how Jada and her family navigate the world as Black people or specifically Black women. Mm -hmm. Sometimes Jada's the only Black person around growing up in a mostly Hasidic Jewish community. Switching schools after a bullying incident, she talks about going to school that didn't have a lot of Black kids, how her mom and Aunt Karen grew up on Black Panther teachings, which they viewed things sometimes different than their grandmother, who grew up more with Martin Luther King Jr. teachings. Yeah. And I just wanted to include that because I love seeing the themes that come up in these memoirs, and we see it come up chapter after chapter because it is a thing that comes up in her life. Around 12, Jada's mom marries a man named Tony, and Tony becomes a loving stepfather towards Jada, Mm -hmm they go on road trips they look over Tony's cases together Tony being a the lawyer they have dinner with his mom on Sundays but in 1985 it seems everything came crashing down for Jada her grandmother Marion died Aunt Karen thought it was a good idea to show Jada grandmother's body I don't know what was going through Aunt Karen's head this wasn't a, it's a dead body in a bedroom how did you feel about that
0: Well, later there's a situation in which Jada could have saw somebody in their final moments and she passed and she was at peace with that decision. And then you have this situation in which somebody very close to her who she loves very much has passed and um, she is forced to see them in their their farewell state. And I don't think that's fair to push Uh, decisions like that on children. If you're an adult and you make those decisions, that's for you to live with because you can, at the end of the day, speak and decide that for yourself and either be at peace with that or regret that. But with uh, children and being traumatized and grief and all that other stuff, and these are very big, complex emotions for adults. So for a child, they're, they're off the charts. So yeah, shoving their dead grandmother in their face Hours after her death and forcing her to see her. Yeah, I didn't think that was a great decision on the aunt. Nor anybody else in that room who allowed that to happen.
1: Yeah, I think Jada even says in the book that she wishes her aunt did not do that.
0: Yeah, she
1: does. Then six months later, Adrian and Tony divorce. At first, Tony tried to keep in touch. But then he started dating a woman who told Jada to find your real father and leave Tony alone. And yeah. Grandma Shirley threatens that woman, saying she knew people in high places. But for Jada, this just made her feel unlovable.
0: Yeah. And that's just adults thinking that lying to children is the best thing for them. Instead of telling the truth, or just better yet, not making promises. Yeah. Because you made a promise to stay in that girl's life, and then she saw you slowly fade away. And as uh, simultaneously saw herself being pushed out. And you did nothing. And that, that like I said, that breaks a girl's trust in her heart. A lot of these people laid the stepping stones for how Jada felt, which, of course, that's what she's saying, as as well as her own decision making. It, it led her to feel the way that she felt and, ha- and led her to some of those breakdowns and, you know, unloved feelings.
1: Which later, I guess you could say this also is why... She views her son, Trey, as a bonus son, Will Smith's son for his first marriage.
0: Mm hmm. Because she saw what that'll do.
1: Yeah. And she saw, like, briefly, she had that good relationship with Tony, who was, like, one of the most attentive parents she had. Mm hmm. At this time, Adrian and Jada moved to Baltimore. Adrian is now a full fledged addict, which to a 14 year old, Jada, is a gift and a curse. A curse because her mom is an addict, but it gives. A gift, not really a gift, but a gift to the 14 year old who just wants to run the streets at night. And Jada talks about getting a ride with a boy and then realizing the car has been stolen, they get into a car chase and then they flee on foot, but get caught. And luckily later Jada's able to be let go, but it's like (laughs) at 14, she's already, you know, getting into this stuff.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And she also talks about doing dance battles, her style being more tomboyish. And as Adrian's drug habit gets worse, she starts falling asleep in public. She has a boyfriend who steals jewelry and I think some clothes from them.
0: Yeah.
1: And they discover through the neighbor that the boyfriend snuck in through a window and took jewelry. And Adrian made him apologize to Jada, but then lets him back in the house.
0: I was pissed when she said that.
1: I almost like, threw my book.
0: She said, "She said he the, the apology was basically okay for him to come back." What? Come yeah, on, Adrian. He,
1: let me apologize so I can keep stealing from you.
0: Basically,
1: and you know this broke Jada. She felt like her mom, who's supposed to protect her, is just letting the thief stay with them. So she realized that she has to make her own money so she can have control of her life and replace anything he steals. Yeah. So, what does she do? She starts selling drugs.
0: She's your pushing, man.
1: And at first, these drug dealers, they want Jada to be a mule, just moving the drugs.
0: Which is what they tend to do to women. So, I'm glad she talked herself out of that one.
1: Yeah, and she I think she said if she was a mule, someone would always have their foot on her neck. Uh
0: Uh-huh. And, and you, you get busted more easy. I mean, the thing is, being a drug dealer, period, is dangerous. But I feel like mules get busted easier.
1: Yeah. I, I'll agree with that. Sure. So she starts selling and using. And these men in this world sort of become her mentors. She gets set up with her place to sell. She learns how to keep a low profile. She learns to always keep a job. And she's also still a teenager. Yep. Now she's in her sophomore year. She goes to Baltimore School of Arts, where she meets Tupac.
0: Tupac? She cares!
1: <laughs> and I have to say, I hate that Jada really can't talk about Tupac without getting shit for it.
0: I hate it, too. Especially when you dr- you realize this is actually a, f- a friend she's had for decades. Like, that wasn't... Ever- When I first heard of this Jada and Tupac thing, like years and years and years and years ago, when that picture came out, I thought, oh, they went to the same school and he left. He never graduated from the school. And that was it. That's what I thought it was. So I get it why she talks about this man, because he was with her half her life.
1: Especially during the come up when only those two can relate to each other.
0: The come up and the fact that sh- these were, t- yeah, like they, they basically came from nothing, became superstars while trying to include each other, big each other up, give each other advice like that. That's that's her main that's her main Uh, her main bestie, like she Thanks. had the other friends in and out, but that was the one that stayed in her life. So, of course, he gets the most shine.
1: And it's obvious how she writes about them that they were close, but anytime she brings them up, it's she's clout chasing. She was in love with him. She's making it up. It's coming from people that didn't even know him when she did.
0: Yeah. Even from the beginning, when, you know, the letter to Jada came out and all this other stuff came out, Jada's always maintained that they never had a romantic relation. It just transcended all that, that they were just very good friends. But because people just don't like Jada or they hate that she is quote unquote tagging herself to somebody else's legacy or whatever feelings they have about her. They just think that she should shut up, but it's like, no, you're allowed to talk about your life. You're allowed to talk about your friends. You're allowed to tell your stories.
1: (laughs) I honestly just being, you know, such the Jada defender that I am. Mm -hmm. When I saw him come up that early in the book, I was like Jada, no, like that was my initial reaction, just because I, I guess I would have protected her, Mm -hmm. you know, from all the shit fire, and but it's really her story that she should be able to tell because she's not even saying he was madly in love with me. She's just saying what it was.
0: Yes, yeah, the thing, yeah, I feel like she's not even putting a spin on it. She's telling her side too, like she's telling. What she did, the cringy, bad, you know, maybe she should take that back stuff too. Like she's laying it all out there. She's being honest and forthright. I I didn't see a problem with it. And if you think about it, he's only in, oh, he's in, okay. He's in two parts of the book, but he's only in half of one and half the other.
1: Yeah, like he weaves in and out. It's not, he's not a main focus.
0: Yeah. And the thing is, is that, She also talks about Will in a good light, but people don't want to recognize that. She immediately recognizes the attraction that she would have had to Will versus what she didn't have to Tupac no matter how many years they would reconnect and maybe uh, he would mention it. Like She she never went that way. Uh, Fuck you people. She can talk (laughs) about her friend, her bestie. So
1: Tupac and Jada hit it off and They do try to kiss to see if it would be more than just friends. Mm -hmm. But there is no spark there. They had a special relationship which had its highs and lows where she says they would have fights where they would not speak for weeks. They knew how to hurt each other, get under each other's skin. But they loved each other platonically. And if you've had a best friend for that long... You know how it is. You know how to get under each other's skin and those fights that do come up. Like, no friendship, relationship, anything is going to be perfect.
0: 100%. Uh, can I stand this? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and Jada
1: even buys Tupac clothes since they were both children of addicts. They grew up in poverty. And now Jada has some extra mel- money selling drugs.
0: Mm-hmm. But- that was sweet.
1: It was. And, you know, she tries to make it not a charity thing because then he wouldn't take it. You know, no one wants to be a charity case.
0: Yeah. A lot of people got too much
1: pride. They're too proud. And Jada starts dating a white guy named John. The three of them are great friends. John staying with Tupac a few nights until the rats get too close to the mattress on the floor. Tupac can no longer stay at his house. She says young dealers retarded in him and he had trouble with his mom. So he's stays with jada for one night but then he moves in with john
0: yeah and john even hooked him up with a job and it like it, 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 like they had a little posse
1: yeah the three must have tears, i think she told them so jada tells a story of being followed in a store and jada calls out the employee and john is confused why jada thinks this worker was following her and why it even mattered and jada just answers because i'm black john But she realizes that maybe she could not date a white guy since he would never truly understand the experience. She breaks up with him after John almost gets robbed after giving someone Jada knew a ride. They set him up thinking he might be carrying some drugs or something for Jada and Jada breaks up for him to protect him, but they remain lifelong friends.
0: Yeah, could you imagine? John better than me if I get robbed because they think I got some stuff for you. What the fuck are you mean me into these problems for? How can you didn't tell me he was a drug dealer?
1: <laughs> he <laughs> he knew he wanted to be in that life.
0: <laughs> oh, he did. I forgot. She said she was trying to protect him, but he was like he 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 knew what he was doing. Okay. Never mind. I forgot. Never mind. Forget John. John was stupid too. Yeah, I mean, why just... are you giving out rides to people?
1: <laughs> you don't even know this person. He says he knows Jada. It's like, get in.
0: I it's forgot like, no. he was all in on the lifestyle. Yeah, he was stupid. <laughs> well, happy right, duty, jump on in, kitty. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> so around this time, Jada is now 18. She applies to Juilliard. And, you know, she's getting all the auditions she wants. She's getting plays, yeah. roles and plays here and there. And she knows it's a shoo-in, except it wasn't. It was. She doesn't get in.
0: I felt embarrassed for it. <laughs> I did, too. Right. I, was, I, I, I said, but left her. I believed her. I was like, I don't remember her saying she went to Juilliard, but if she said it was well, sure, she did. <laughs> Until she read it, I'm like, oh. And
1: it was right after her grandma, Shirley's like, you have to think of a fallback plan. And Jade is like, yeah, yeah, whatever.
0: I was saying the same thing. Like, come on, Shirley, you ain't gonna let the girl enjoy a moment after her fucking play.
1: <laughs> She's gonna be an actress.
0: And she said, mm, psych bitch.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so her dreams of stardom are crushed. So she does full throttle on her backup plan, which is Drudge Pin. And, you know, this job, like any other job, has some occupational hazards. Mm -hmm. She talks about having a bad interaction with one customer, but she has a a system. in her little apartment that she's selling drugs out of, she opens the door, you know, the security chain, and she makes him show her the money. And once she sees that he has the money, she's like, okay, wait here. And she goes, gets the drugs. But then two guys jump out, breaking the door open, pointing a gun in her face. And Jada does what all of us would do. She pisses her pants. I mean, she was honest, too. It's like, I I would have not put that in.
0: You know me. I, I don't care what happened. I ain't saying it. (laughs) <laughs> so they, my, they gotta come out of the grave or retirement to tell everybody else I pissed myself
1: I fell back with dry pants that's what my memoirs gonna say <laughs> the
0: driest <laughs> pants you ever seen in the worst possible situation
1: <laughs> there was a glare so it might have looked wet but it was my pants were dry
0: <laughs> oh shit
1: they steal her money her drugs, her jewelry she manages to hide a necklace Tony gave her but that's it and yeah,
0: she, she said, threw it under her tongue. I said, bitch, how?
1: She did it fast.
0: Yeah, I'm like, I gotta give me a little, little bracelet to try that. <laughs> just in case I'm in a jam, quick, under the tongue.
1: I just feel like I'd be moving it around too much.
0: I mean, I accidentally forget to put my tongue up and accidentally hock it down my throat.
1: <laughs> swallow, so it. swallow
0: it.
1: <laughs> um, Jada would also get robbed um later seeing her friend get pistol whipped where they steal more product more money
0: bro I (laughs) when after the first robbing scene and she described this she was setting the scene for for her being with her friend i said not again (laughs) i know y'all ain't about to get robbed twice in literally a amount of days
1: I and that was the third robbing. I left one out. There was the one where she was like had money in her hand and someone just reached over her at the counter and like well, took and ran.
0: Okay, true. That is like being robbed, but I didn't count that because that is yeah, stupid, either. Jada. Why the fuck you got $700 taken? Well, you pay it didn't cost $700. dollars why did you take all that money out?
1: Idiot. Idiot. And then she chases him
0: with, with a knife halfway.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and mind you, Jada is very short. Short and skinny.
0: Yeah. You can see it now when you look at the pictures. Like, I knew she was short, but when you see her, damn, she's short as hell.
1: So, at this point, Adrienne, her mom, also discovers Jada is selling. At first, she thinks she's using because she discovers empty plastic bags with white powder. Mm -hmm. But after she makes Jada take a drug test and she comes up clean, it's like your ass is going off to college. Like, you know, she exiles her off.
0: Yep. It made me think of notorious. Have you seen Notorious? No. About, uh B I G. So Angela Bassett plays Biggie's mom. And she was talking about him being dirty and you know, like growing up. And she's like, yeah, I'm tired. Ty- I'm sitting there cleaning up uh plates of mashed potatoes under your bed. And he started freaking said, Mom, there ain't no mashed potatoes. <laughs> it's crack (laughs) it's not funny but it's a little funny like y'all really be bringing y'all drugs home
1: (laughs) that's funny well i don't know how old he was but i mean jada's a teenager where else she
0: yeah he was too
1: jada goes off to college where she stays there for a year tupac now is in california i think he got into a little trouble back home so he had to move And he does send her money every now and then, which is ironic, since she was the one giving him money at first, and now he's the one giving her money. And at the end of the year, Jada tells her mom, it doesn't make sense to go to college for acting, so she can leave and go to Hollywood, or go to law school and become a lawyer. Uh And Adrian puts law. No, she does not pick law school. She picks I, Hollywood.
0: I was like, is this a different book? <laughs>
1: this is the what if
0: episode. <laughs> I was like, oh shit, I'm in a different dimension. Let me go back to my actual timeline.
1: And that's how we got Supreme Court Justice. Oh, I was, Smith. I was about to
0: say the same damn thing. Fucking Justice, Justice Pinkett Smith.
1: This is a, now our political podcast. Oh, shit. Yeah, Adrian picks Hollywood and... My guess is why she was so done ho about Hollywood was because she was the one coming up with that extra money that the student loans didn't cover. And obviously, Jada's talented. Mm-hmm. And when Jada first gets to Hollywood, everyone is asking her, What is she mixed with? And she views it as they are saying she has to be mixed because her features that make her beautiful could it possibly just be from her black heritage. Yeah, bitches. Also, Jada was a hairy girl. I don't know if it was the time or an east coast thing but hollywood didn't want harry
0: man and she was totally honest because which she she mentioned she's like yeah i had a little mustache a little fuzzy on the (laughs) lip i said oh i didn't want to say that jada but back in the day you sure did (laughs) but she was beautiful i thought jada was always so pretty
1: Also, Jada has this East Coast accent, another thing she has to get rid of. I think Jada writes these things because there are some things she does get rid of, but some things that make Jada, Jada, she keeps.
0: Yeah. And, you know, being from Baltimore, people are always going to ask, well, why ain't you got the (laughs) to-do-you accent?
1: (laughs) Yeah. And it doesn't, it just, you know, some people can keep their accents that we talked about.
0: Yeah, sure. and some people get rid of them, but then they just come back and embellish them. Zovi, my God, <laughs> <sighs> but I love her. But yeah, let's call what it is. Michael Blessing doesn't have the accent, you know. <gasps> some of oh these people, God. you know, it comes with the brand, so they yeah. they have it for a long time, but then they're in Hollywood for so long they lose it. But then they have to embellish it to keep it because it's their quote unquote character. It's Sometimes their.
1: It's- A deeper accent.
0: Yep, yep, definitely deeper.
1: We start seeing her, you know, on the come up in Hollywood. She's getting a part on A Different World, which was double impactful because Debbie Allen was one of her idols. And I believe she was the showrunner on that at that time. Uh,
0: Maybe showrunner. I definitely know she was directing and and, and producing and all that. Directing
1: or something. Yeah. She was doing it all.
0: She's (laughs) superwoman.
1: So Jada is now a regular on a different world, bringing her fame, and she name dropped someone that blew me away. Who? The the dog whisperer Caesar Milan.
0: Oh, I forgot. I as soon as okay, when she did first say Caesar, she she said Caesar like Caesar
1: Milan, (laughs) and then she says he was speaking in German commands. I'm like, oh, not that Caesar. And then she said he only knew Spanish. I'm like Caesar, and then she says Caesar Milan. Like son of a bitch, Jada.
0: It was um uh, when she first said Caesar and she was mentioning the dogs, I was like, nah, Jada, not this one. Cause she was mentioning him so early in her journey. Like, she's known this man for a long time. Yes. Like you just don't know
1: who knows people. People are talking about Tupac and whoever whoever else is like she knows Caesar Malone. And you you love C- oh my goodness.
0: <laughs> I forgot how much you he used to watch all his stuff. Do you still watch him?
1: I don't. I like I follow him on all his socials, and anytime I see him, I get so happy. But I literally let out a squeal when <laughs> that part of the book.
0: <laughs> I forgot. I knew there was something. I was like, "Huh," because when I first heard that, I was like, "Oh yeah, Jose. Jose loved him." But I totally <laughs> forgot until you brought him up. <laughs>
1: Like, that should have been the main focus of the book. Me yeah. and the dog whisperer.
0: Yeah, there were there was no spoilers about this for a reason. They knew to keep this one locked. They, they knew.
1: They kept it under wraps. When we're like, there's more in the book, this is what it was.
0: <laughs> this is what they meant.
1: <laughs> so he helps her become the pack leader of some of the dogs she was fostering at the time. And Caesar did not know English. And Jader helps him get a tutor because she wants him to be known to the masses. So... Another reason I freaking love Jada Pinkett Smith.
0: I mean, she was helping people out on the low. If she wasn't changing people's lives, but she was definitely giving out e- opportunities to people you would have never thought of.
1: She wasn't changing people's lives. Do you know how many people Caesar has helped?
0: Well, the thing is, what I'm trying to say is that I don't want to give Jada complete credit over uh, Caesar's actual, uh, yeah, 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 like what he did for himself in his career, but. I don't think Caesar gets there as fast without somebody like Jada. So, yeah, she deserves her credit. But, you know, he did the work. But, yeah, that's why, I mean, she was creating opportunities for people to change their lives. Oh, speaking
1: of helping others, just to go back a little, Mm -hmm. when Jada was a drug dealer, she talks about, like, how she would see someone buying groceries and she would just buy it for them or just give people money and, like... The robin hood she said she was like robin hood of baltimore but even then like now she realizes that how much she was hurting the community like she thought she was helping by giving money here and there but she was actually hurting by giving Cause, selling cause these ha- drugs
0: yeah because how she got the money in the first place
1: which i thought was interesting that she could reflect on that and be like i'm part of the problem too
0: yeah because everybody has that whole um well a lot of drug dealers who uh quote-unquote help the community have that nino brown complex that well yeah i might be selling drugs and uh changing the city for worse but i'm still giving back i'm giving out turkeys and i'm giving out money for rent and stuff but no you're you're hurting more of the population than you're helping always
1: yes and it just has such a ripple effect like you're not just hurting that one person you're hurting Mm -hmm. their family members or whoever depends on them or if they're robbing someone like it, it just ripples out so far.
0: Yeah. The, that That's the thing. The ripple effect is real. Mm-hmm.
1: So around this time, Jada, you know, she's getting the fame, but she's only about 1920. And her philosophy is work hard, play hard. And her playing hard is she's sleeping around.
0: Yeah. Girl, get your freak on.
1: And she finds out that the guys that normally want no strings attached they start wanting commitment when they realize that's what she wants, too. They're like, she calls them up and they're like, no, we don't go to the movies or something. And she's like, yeah, yeah, we're done to the movies, but let me come over right now. <laughs> also, Jada lets it out. While there have been rumors about her being gay and while she's dabbled with women, she
0: enjoys men more. Jada, 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 Jada. <laughs> So I know what you said. I heard you loud and clear, but I also heard what you didn't say. <laughs> So, I, I got you girl it's okay girl okay. i just
1: i just think that it's so fascinating because one of those things you do hear about will and jada all the time is that they're both gay and like they're each other's beards
0: mm-hmm. i don't care about will but jada jada, jada. come on <laughs> over. coming over it's warm
1: <laughs> another name drop was easy e of nwa
0: this they was met shock oh was it yeah, I mean, you knew about the Tupac com- connection. What the Tupac connection, but I didn't know she had another like big rapper that she was actually close with or you know gotten close with over the years. It's, and I was surprised it was easy of all people.
1: Yeah, she says they met after being on a BT panel where Jada wants to address misogyny of rap music, and he's only in a few pages, but they become friends. And while she noticed he was t- constantly sick. She didn't think anything of it, which we now know he would die of AIDS-induced pneumonia. Yeah, And, I mean, besides a few chapters, like, the only thing that, when she mentions him, is that he did not like should Knight. That should Knight made a lot of stress in his life towards the end.
0: Yeah, they were kind of, like, casual friends where, like, I guess he would give her out the warning, like, the should Knight thing and... But he wouldn't l- allow her to get too close regarding like his health and well-being and stuff, but they would check in with each other and stuff like that.
1: so Jada realizes fame is not going to fix all her problems and likes to keep her fame side different than her friend side and when people see her in the streets and ask if she's Jada Pinter Smith, she says no, but she gets told she looks like her all the time
0: uh, <laughs> the old doppelganger. <laughs>
1: And when she goes home, Grandma Shirley hosts an autograph signing, and Jada's not too pleased about it. It's not like, Oh, sorry. It's not like she can just be like, Grandma, what the fuck you doing?
0: Boy, that'd be fun. But I had a problem with that. Because I'm like, okay, yeah, you're supporting Jada, but let's not act like you didn't tell this girl <laughs> she needed a backup plan. And now <laughs> all of a sudden, you're not only her biggest fan, but you now uh blocking out her time for autographs and pictures when she's on her downtime?
1: Uh-huh. Ain't that a bitch? Which I know. She just wants to show her off. But it's like grandma but come on
0: exactly she wants to show her off and she got a problem that somebody else got a problem with it girl if you don't sit down i <laughs> won't come back to this house
1: tupac she also mentions that he keeps his fame and personal life separate including jada she says she never saw him live perform live it was a temp it was supposed to be a temporary thing but i i think they both wanted to protect their normal life mm-hmm. and tupac and her do some work together and they were supposed to do menace to society together. Yeah. But Tupac got her Tupac got her a spot, but then he gets fired and he tells Jada, you know, still do it, still do it. And she's like, no, no, I'm not gonna do it without you. And he tells her to do it. It's going to like help set off her film career. And it does.
0: Yeah. So and I always wonder, I mean, I'm kind of I guess it happened the way it was, because I cannot. I mean, I know you probably haven't seen Menace to Society, or if you I have, have. You have? And I've seen Don't Be a Menace. Those are both surprising to me. Like, I know you've seen your share of Black movies, but I don't think I would have pictured you seeing them in society.
1: I told you, I was there.
0: (laughs) I was there. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot about the I was there. (laughs) Oh, Photoshop, you next to Martin Luther King, Junior. I was there. uh,
1: You next to Rosa Parks, I was there.
0: uh I just uh don't see Tupac in that role of any of the roles I think he's supposed to be old dog but I don't see him as old dog or Kane or any of them so I think that one worked out the way it was supposed to uh but I do think it would have been kind of nice to immortalize their friendship if they ever would have gotten uh, like besides you know the uh, a different world episode it would have been nice to see him work together
1: yeah especially that friendship. Which that's what most people say, you know, she was a one music video and she's in love with him or something. But what are you going to do? Yeah. Uh, Around this time, young man named Will Smith comes around offering her a re role on the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air.
0: Willard.
1: (laughs) And she turns it down because back then it was harder to do both film and TV. And she was trying to go for the film star.
0: Yeah, I, as far as uh, back in the day, you had your TV screen. What did they used to call? It? And then they used to call the movie ones the silver screen stars. Basically, if if you made it in TV, it'd be great. But you wanted to be in film, and so if you got in film, you didn't want to backtrack because then you'd be scared nobody wanted to put you in a movie anymore.
1: What do you now- think changed that? Was like Friends, since they were getting paid so much? I'll try think like what was like the what what shell broke the mold
0: the thing is i don't even think it was friends i don't think this is this got broken until heading into the 2010s
1: don't tell me it was charlie sheen
0: i'm not saying i don't i don't think it's, <laughs> I, I don't think it's the tv salaries that did it what i think it was is um around the 2007s you know, uh, heading to the 2010s, a lot of those big TV stars started doing limited series mm. and jumping into seasons of shows. And so, when you see the George Clooney's, the Jennifer Aniston, you know those big old people, the Reese
1: Witherspoon, that we, was the yeah, big one who moved.
0: Yes, the, the Kate Winslets. When you see those types of people get into the TV movies and to the TV shows, then it starts to change the landscape, and you're like, huh. Well, they can do both. We're going to do both. And you're, you're going to see a lot more film people in TV. But also, that makes some of the TV uh, actors mad, too. Because then they're like, bitch, well, y'all are fucking everywhere. <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> it's, a, true. it's a double-edged sword.
1: I guess it was probably, like, streaming that changed everything.
0: Yes. that Okay, yeah. I think that, too, definitely. Yeah, that probably had the bigger effect, actually, the streaming. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So... Around this
1: time, Jada is also having panic attacks. I guess that's what it could be called as panic attacks. She doesn't mm-hmm. really say as a panic attack, but how it's described just it seem like a panic attack. And is suffering suicidal thoughts. And she flies her mom out because she feels if she's alone, she's going to kill herself.
0: Yeah, that was crazy. Like, she, the way she said it, like, immediately, like, not even like waiting a day, she said she needed somebody out there now.
1: Yeah, like, she could not be alone. She can't, for the life of her, figure out why she's feeling this way. Her dreams are coming true. You know, she's rich. She's staying in these roles. But it's just her past trauma that she's not dealing with catching up to her. Like, she's always go, go, go. And it's like she's running towards her goals. But at the same time, these demons of her trauma are, like, chasing her. Mm-hmm. And Jada, still working through a breakdown. Starts isolating herself. Her friend... Dwayne Martin invites her out with Tisha Campbell and the one and only Will Smith. And Will is not the goofy guy he puts his persona. And him and Jada really hit it off. So much so that he's calling her while he's still a married man.
0: Yeah, Willard.
1: (laughs) Adrian shuts that down real fast, saying she shouldn't be on the phone with a married man who has a kid. And, I mean, she wasn't wrong. And honestly... I have always heard that Jada and Will had an affair.
0: That is how I felt that they they, they, they used to push out their relationship for a while. Like, oh, they're together and married, but only because uh, she was messing with them while you're still married.
1: Yes, that's like what exactly word for word people say. Mm-hmm. Around this time, Tupac does get arrested for sexual assault and Jada stays right there with him. She doesn't even want to know the details and stands by his side, which on this podcast, if we were reporting on this and this happened currently, I think we'd go in on her for standing with him.
0: Oh, 100 percent, especially if we didn't get the context of her kind of trying to reprimand him, but not really. Yeah, that part, I will not lie. This part of the book was a little bit of a tough, a tough read slash here for me.
1: Yeah, she because she pretty much turns a blind eye to it.
0: Yeah, and I've always felt that kind of way, not even with Jada, but with Tupac. I was essentially raised on Tupac for since I was a child. So I've listened to Tupac a lot. I've seen a lot of his interviews, a lot of his music videos. So I, I really did like Tupac. And it wasn't until, he, of course, way after he died, when I am like a teenager looking into his life, that I found out about all the sexual assault Uh, rape allegations and charges and I'm like it it does really kind of change how you feel about somebody because yeah I I always thought Tupac was great and then you hear about stuff like that whether it's proven whether it's not whether some of the charges are dropped you still have that like it's still a shadow on how you might feel about them and then when you have supporter people who support them it does kind of color how you view them too so
1: yeah I don't really know anything about the tupac case other than what was in the book mm-hmm. but it it was uh, like girl what are you doing kind of moment because she even says like women in power are, like trying to tell her to not show support to him yeah and it's like maybe that was for a reason but yeah. again i don't know the situation but from what i could gather in the book i just did not want to look into it because i just wanted to be a book only type of interpretation
0: yeah maybe we could share our feelings at a, a different time
1: yeah well i could gather i was like Okay. Even if he's saying he wasn't involved, it's still like, I mean, she does call him out a little bit, but it's it's not really that much. It's not enough for us. She visits him while in prison and pays his mom's bills. That's all he asks. He's like, just pay for my mom while I'm in here because he was taking care of her. Yep. And he writes her a letter and asks her to marry him. And this is the headline everyone is running with. That he was so in love with Jada. And Jada's not even saying that. She's saying he was in a bad place in prison. And if they got married, they would have regretted it when he got out.
0: Yeah, she's yeah, she's saying. And the thing is, she's talking about something that a lot of jail slash prison, no matter <laughs> jail or prison, <laughs> dudes do. You know, they are feeling lonely. They miss their girls. They're missing women, period. They miss their family. And so they're reaching out. They're reaching out for a connection. They—they're telling everybody and anybody who can hear them, "I love y'all. Do better. Uh-huh. And, and we get out of here. I want us to get married and start a family." I mean, that's—that's that's what they do. Now, what happens when they get out is a different subject. But yeah, people being so surprised it was crazy to me. Like y'all must not know. <laughs>
1: if yeah, if you've ever had someone that was in prison or jail you you know how it is you know these promises they make you know sometimes they find religion they
0: you know these letters they come yes. in every week
1: <laughs> and it's they have so much time that you know they draw on the envelopes and it's beautiful and it's mm-hmm. like okay. they do
0: a little artwork
1: uh-huh i folded you this piece of paper that made it into a bracelet and it's like damn that's creative but <laughs> 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 you need to be doing that when you get out
0: and even, and, and, and she even called his bluff, like, not even called his bluff, but she was like, well, are we having sex too? we doing conjugal visits? He was like, yeah. And she's like, bingo, that's all you wanted. <laughs> you don't and want I, nobody, I mean, you want somebody to hold you down, but you also want somebody to hold you down.
1: I feel what does give more credence to Jada, in my opinion, is that he does get married in prison. So, it's like he was looking to get married.
0: He got married? I thought he, he, he might have proposed. I didn't know that he, he got married.
1: I th- yeah, I'm pretty sure she said he got married because they said it was annulled. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's like what Jada was saying.
0: Yeah, dumbass.
1: Let me look that up real fast. Tupac annulled. Yeah. Prison release his marriage to Morris was annulled.
0: Yeah. He okay. like, <laughs> oh, well, I don't need you from the country calls no more.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so... The day Tupac is sentenced, another big event happens. And that is Will Smith calls her up, freshly divorced, Mm -hmm. and pretty much tells her they're now seeing each other. And Jada was like blown away because he's like, Are you seeing anybody? And he's like, She says no. And he's like, You're seeing me now, or something like that. She's like, Oh, he said it so
0: smooth. Oh my gosh, she melted.
1: So while Jada's relationship with Will blossoms, having a few hiccups along the way, her friendship with Tupac sours. When he's in prison, he signs for should night. But when he gets out, he's he's kind of changed. And Jada realizes he's different, but she knows that prison changes people. But they get into a streaming match. They're in each other's face. and Jada's like he was out of line. She's going to wait for him to reach out to her. Because, you know, they've done this before where they stream at each other. They don't talk for a few weeks. And then they, yeah. one of them reaches out.
0: So, before we get into that next part, the argument that they had they were having was also it's so funny, it's something that I also had problems with, like, kind of reconciling how much I enjoy Tupac's music as well. Because you have these beautiful songs like, um, So Much Pain, So Many Tears, Dear Mama uh, do for love changes, Lord knows, like the list goes on. But then you got like uh wonder why they call you bitch. And then you got, uh, like, uh, me and my girlfriend. And then you got so many other ones that are like, this is a little tough and hard to hear. And the way that he speaks about women and this it's, 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 I don't know. It's hard. Like, Listening to somebody's in nowadays, too, especially listening to some of these people's music and liking a lot of it, but also cringing at some of the um, not the subject matter, but the language used, uh, yeah, in the tone as well. So, you I part- always felt that way, too. So, it was funny to talk like hearing Jada talk about how she felt and literally how sh- she's telling Tupac how she felt about it.
1: And he tries to justify it, like I'm not talking about you. You're not that type of girl. Which, and she counters with, "What type of girl deserves not to feel love? To deserve to be talked that way?" And it's something that you know. I feel a lot of guys have that opinion of women of, you have to be like a quote-unquote good girl. You know, you have to have a low body count. And you can't show your body like that unless it's towards your men. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it, it was very interesting seeing that. They're not talking. She ra- she's, she is adamant that he needs to reach out. He was in the wrong. He needs to reach out. And that lasts for a year. And sadly, he would never reach out because he would be killed. And Jada Phil should not have something to do with it. Dropping off his ashes with a smirk. Yeah. And she questions why was Tupac cremated when he only talked about being buried in real life and in his songs. And 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 he
0: does, and he, I mean, he does, and he did.
1: And she feels this was to hide evidence. So his body can never be like, it's zoomed.
0: And if we just put up, I know this is a book review, I know, but just to put a slight pin in it, Jada might be right because now that the quote unquote, I mean, he didn't kill Tupac, but Keith D, the person who was in the car, Mm. Uh, that uh the shots ring out from that killed Tupac since he's being put on trial for for the murder. And they asked Suge Knight, you know, about what he thought and all that. And he, he's like, well, you know, I ain't going to testify. It's like, oh, Jesus. Some people would be like, well, that's just street code. He ain't snitching. It's also some bullshit because we also know that you're just covering your own ass.
1: I was really surprised she, like, put that in that book while naming Suge Knight you know, a lot of times they laureate, laureate it up where they like just put an initial or something, they don't say their name.
0: Yeah, but Suge Knight ain't got at least but the yeah, money that prison. he used to, and he's still in prison as of now. Yeah. His reputation is still somewhat to be feared, but it's not as potent as it used to be. So a lot of people ain't got no problem talking about his bitch ass.
1: <laughs> yeah, and just the that she said that he had a smirk. Like, I think her quote was, here's your homie, homie. homie. Yeah. I was
0: I was like, like, oh, uh, fuck uh, you, should. Like, she said he didn't say that, but that was what his look gave off.
1: Yeah. And which,
0: I could totally see that. Yeah. The fact that you're even dropping off the ashes. What? Why?
1: Why was he? Yeah, it's...
0: And who, if Afidi, his mother, did not request that he be cremated, how did they jump so many hoops and loops to get this?
1: money? money?
0: <sighs> Yeah, I tell you, it is unfortunate.
1: Uh huh. So soon after Jada becomes pregnant with Jaden, which results in Will and Jada marrying, and there's some growing pains. Jada trying to get along with Will's ex wife, Sheree.
0: Keep my husband's name. (laughs) I don't fuck him. (laughs) Why are you still talking to that bitch's family, bitch?
1: Yeah, she she pretty much goes (laughs) off on him because he's like nice to Cherie's mother on Thanksgiving. And he's like, you need to calm down. And she realizes she was in the
0: wrong. <laughs> I love you, Will. <laughs>
1: <laughs> which I want to include stuff, but we just don't have the time. But she Yeah, goes read over... the
0: book, y'all. Yeah. Listen to
1: it. She goes over raising the kids and some of the milestones and roles that the kids have. You know, Jaden being in A Pursuit of Happiness and...
0: That karate kid, kid.
1: Willow with, with my hair. You
0: which... whipped it.
1: That song was everywhere, and I loved it.
0: Man, I was a full-fledged teenager, almost adult, rewinding with my hair a thousand times. I love that song. And I was, I was low-key bald when that came off.
1: I was about to ask, was that when you had your braids?
0: <laughs> I, I could only really embrace it when I did have my braids. <laughs> but that was my jam.
1: And, okay. Right here, she talks about how they weren't really in an open relationship. Mm-hmm. They kind of were. I didn't really understand this part. Like, was she saying, as long as you get the dream light, you can cheat or not cheat, but like step out? Or was she saying, when you have those temptations, come to me so we can discuss them?
0: Well, because I didn't see or hear a lot of discussing. I felt like it was more of an understood, understand kind of open relationship. Okay. Like, oh, I I assume, uh, we didn't really talk about this, but I, I, I don't know, shit. Like what you said.
1: Like no? I, I have the passage here. Let me read it real fast. Read
0: it for us so we can determine.
1: Hold on, let me find my bookmark. I have several bookmarks in here.
0: Come on, saints, find your place in your Bible. Okay. Leviticus? Are okay. <laughs> uh, well, you smart? Not you got some bookmarked low-key. Okay. Maybe she I says, the agreement
1: was never, you can sleep with whomever you want, whenever you want. Instead, it was, hey, when those temptations are in play, let's trust each other to come together in partnership with the truth, talk, and work as partners through them. And this way, we eliminate, eliminated any possibility of betrayal. What are you saying, Jada? Yeah. Is I, it betrayal? Is it is it not betrayal just because there's talk about it? Like
0: that's what I'm saying. And then when you couple in the whole like her and Will having these clinical arguments because he's dropped a boundary of not being talked to a certain way. Like, so then it changes the her whole like I don't I think honestly, and who knows, I'm not saying I'm right, but to me, I took it as her and Will oh. Both of them. But at this time, I'm thinking primarily Will was tempted, had some temptations, had some people. He was around and maybe wasn't acting 100 percent as a married man. And so what was understood is that as long as it didn't cross a certain line or even if it did, but you were open with your partner about it. It can be forgiven because it's not a quote-unquote lie.
1: Yeah, okay. It kind of reminded me, if you ever seen the movie Frito with Sama Hayek, in there she tells her husband, Diego, that I'm not looking for faithfulness, I'm looking for loyalty. Mm-hmm. And it kind of like that, like as long as you're not like doing me dirty, humiliating me, we're cool
0: man i need more uh i need more i need more than that bitch i need faithfulness and loyalty <laughs> Because, bro people be just eugene is embarrassing fuck that you're still embarrassing me yeah We should be friends yeah. then
1: that i felt like she cleared up a lot in this book but the open relationship thing she did not clear up enough for me
0: yeah not yeah i will say i think Especially with them uh, talking about possibly writing a book together, I think Ooh. that there are still some nuggets and I think we would know more if we read Will's book too. But I think that is still, true. yeah we 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 fumbled, but we didn't. We just didn't have an interest in it. <laughs> no, <we're> <laughs> but, <laughs> but I think um I think there are nuggets and stories and contexts that are still being left out for either reasons of them not feeling comfortable about talking to talking about it uh or they just feel like okay damn we gave you everything we can't give you everything or we're gonna save that for the next book i I think it's either one of those three i
1: feel like she's definitely more open and introspective on things earlier in her life that do not have will in the story and that could just be because, you know, they're, she's working through it. She's still talking to him about it, which we'll see later on how they handle the red table talk.
0: I I, I was pissed.
1: Okay. Well, hold, your, hold your piss.
0: I can't. I, I'm getting robbed.
1: <laughs> Jada was also in a metal band named Wicked Wisdom and got a lot of hate because sometimes metal and white supremacy go hand in hand.
0: Yes. Also, I was surprised when I first saw her as a child, I was like, oh, she be she be singing? Is she in a metal band?
1: <laughs> I was surprised, too, when I first learned that.
0: Yeah. That's kind of when I knew Jada Pinkett was different. That is truly when I knew, like, I and the thing is, I'm not a huge Jada Pinkett fan. Like, I do like her, and I think she's a great actor. But I knew when she was in that metal band, I was like, oh, she's different than these other girls. She's not like other girls. <laughs>
1: So she's getting threats of violence and getting being threatened that she's going to be raped and all horrible things. And yeah, because
0: people are sick and evil.
1: Yeah, saying that she's ruining Alls Fest or Aussie Fest. I don't remember what it's called.
0: There's two. The only black I want to see is fucking clothing. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Which, yeah, she's talking about they're doing the Hell Hitler sign. And I believe it. I believe
0: it. I I mean, you can see this if there's no black acts. These mm -hmm. people, the people who do that have no problem being caught, doing things openly. That's why they're in that space. They feel comfortable. Not saying all metal spaces, but uh, some of those like white power, uh, whatever type of, well, all Races, of course but a lot of those people in that scene that they they don't they they're not hiding themselves they very they don't mind being who they are openly and whoever sees it they want you to see it they want you to know how they feel
1: yeah and i've said it before but some music i just don't listen to because i don't feel like it's inviting to people of color or minorities or something so it's just like no thank you I'll, i'll i'll keep away from that
0: i agree but and that's also why i kind of like made fun of country so much in high school because mm-hmm. it was like y'all really ain't got no black people in this space except for the 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 two three that you led in there and then besides that y'all don't really be talking about nothing that i could ever relate to so i'm just gonna make fun of it in my chevy truck
1: you saw how those country people were pissed at beyonce for performing
0: Oh my gosh! And she gave a performance. She shaped that. It was beautiful. I, lo- I, I, I watched that performance every once in a while. I watched that this summer.
1: I always listen to that version on Spotify over Ooh. the original one, Texas.
0: <laughs> Texas, <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Ugh, love it so much.
0: <laughs> we were saying Texas for so long.
1: I remember I would go to this place just get a Texas Margarita, just so me and you could say that over and over again. <laughs>
0: Texas! Throughout the whole meal. Texas. as you <laughs> sipped. You would to him before you sipped. <laughs> oh, we're ridiculous. So,
1: at this point, we circle back to the start of the book of these feelings of suicide. And it's like she's never processed anything. It's go, 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 and it's finally catching up with her. And she also surprisingly says she has resentment towards Will. She is feeling that she's married, she's rich, she's famous, has kids. Why mm-hmm. isn't Will making her happy? And I find it interesting. I think it's Will who said it in interviews where they don't, like, try to make each other happy anymore. Like, yes, they're responsible he, for their own happiness type of thing.
0: Yeah, it was that break. He said that, you know, basically during that break, they realized that they weren't making each other happy and what does she need to get ha- happy and all that other stuff? So basically broke apart so she could find her happiness and be in charge of it and, and find and do what makes her happy.
1: Which I know some people, when they see that, it's going to be the headline of Will Smith doesn't let J- Jada Pinkett happy. But she's saying that's not his job to make her happy. She's not happy within. So <laughs> she's blaming him at this point. But it's just because she has like resentment and she's not thinking clearly.
0: Yeah. She she feels trapped. So she is mad at Will, but she's also mad at herself because eventually she realizes that this is her doing as well. She wasn't uh, coerced.
1: Another title for this book should have been Gilded Cages because she says that so much. Of uh, She put herself in this gilded cage of she stepped back a little to be a mom. She stepped back from the music career to be a mom she stepped back from her acting to be a mom and mm-hmm. be with her family and she can't be mad that will smith is a bitter star because she put herself there she can't be mad that her music career is not taking off because she put herself there like everything is her doing yeah so she's not she's mad not
0: mad at the way it turned out
1: and she's mad at how she's feeling because she can't process anything
0: she got all these feelings she just don't know what to do with them
1: yeah Jada also likes to dabble in different religions. This is why the Smiths have, for as long as I remember, been rumored to be Scientologists.
0: Yeah, you know I was waiting for something to come across my line with this. too. Uh, church, church Scientology, you're going to say Dave, you're going to say Shelly, you're going to say Tom, you're going to say Katie, <laughs> you're going to say anything about the wedding, going to talk about
1: what? <laughs> that that kind of sound like Nicki Minaj's after You just say, remember, remember, Trey? <laughs> <laughs>
0: And all around that room, 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 room.
1: <laughs> <But, laughs>
0: I can't stop thinking. <laughs> but I was ready for the Scientology
1: talk. I was too. And it was very brief. She says that she likes to dabble in different religions, which we see. Mm-hmm. And she took what she liked out of there, but she was very adamant. I'm not going to be a member. I'm not with organized religion. It's not my thing. She does mention Tom Cruise later. And she had a... Good experience with him, but it's nothing related to Scientology.
0: Because she's right. smart. Jada's smart. She's she, she's a mover and shaker. She got to keep the, the right relationships. I mean, she done burn some bridges, but she ain't burning the Scientology bridge. She knows that the motherfucker's crazy, and she ain't going to say nothing bad about Tom. I mean, if she ain't got nothing bad to say, she don't have nothing bad yeah. to say, but she's not going to outwardly put herself out there. I'm not for organized religion. That means all of you. David over there, like, yeah, better be all organizer. <laughs> better be. So I was gonna make a bad joke. <laughs> I was gonna I was gonna say and Shelly's like, <laughs>
1: Shelly's still missing. That's not funny.
0: It's not. But we know what he did he needs to be arrested.
1: Oh my goodness. Hashtag where Shelly. Mm. She also, around this time, her father comes back in her life and he's trying to get sober and she puts him through Scientology, like poor sis gets sober, but he's like, this does not work for me. I love Jesus. And... <laughs> so he doesn't do the Scientology thing, but he does sadly overdose and die. I think while in rehab.
0: Yeah, I'm so sad. It was like, I think he was just getting out and he was like, or was he about to get out? And he was like calling her to like, take bring me back to Cal- california or whatever
1: yeah it was either take me back to california or take me home it was one of those
0: yeah it was yeah one of those and it was just like ugh, she just ugh. sometimes you just can't intervene
1: no it's which is sad unfortunate. yeah then there's jada's 40th party birthday party and this story sort of comes up every now and then when people discuss will and jada where Jada was in a bad place, and Will throws her this big surprise party, and Jada is not too happy about it because she's been telling him behind the scenes, "I do not want a party."
0: Yeah, she said, "Bitch, we go. It's gonna be small. We gonna relax, bitch." <laughs> and then you hear it's the biggest bash.
1: Did you hear about this story before reading the book? No, I did because I feel like they talked about it somewhere. Really? Yeah. So, when it, because it was like one of you know, those Twitter debates of who's in the right, who's in the wrong.
0: Was it framed the same way?
1: It was framed that Will Smith threw a party, yeah, and Jada was saying that's not what I wanted. And, you know, people would be like, damn, Jada's never happy. So do you think there's a right and a wrong side here? Did you find a side that you fell onto more?
0: Um, I mean, I guess there is a right and a wrong side, but I don't think this is one of those relationship-breaking arguments. So I think that... Either way, if you find yourself on Will or Jada's side, there's a decent compromise to it. So I don't feel it being ending. I, of course, side it more with Jada. If I've been telling you how I've been feeling and you have hopefully been seeing me worn down, I would hope you would think that the last thing I would want is a huge party in which I not only am being celebrated, but I feel like I also have to entertain the guests.
1: Yeah, she says she did not want to be on. At, this is the point in her life where she can barely make it to 4 p.m. Exactly. So it's so. like a party is literally going to kill her. I think it touches more on Jada. Jada kind of mentions this later of how how she views the relationship as she wants to get to the feeling. She wants to be with him and feel stuff. And Will's more of, he likes to buy things. He likes to, we have this, we have that. You You don't have any needs. And that's how he takes care of it. And. It's a disconnect there.
0: Yeah, he's a provider, but sometimes he doesn't know how to dig deeper.
1: Yeah. Jada goes and she takes the ayahuasca from the medicine woman and her trip was not good. She talks about seeing a Black Panther and then she talks about feeling possessed and the voice is telling her, kill yourself. No one wants you. They just want Will. They'll be better off with Will. You need to die and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, shit. Mm Mm-hmm. Which, again, there's those feelings of resentment towards Will, even though she chose to step back and spend more time with her family. It's like, Will is a huge star, and she has these feelings of everyone loves this cheerful star, not this depressed, trauma-ridden woman. Yeah, that's hard. And the ayahuasca works. It takes, I think she says four nights. But on the fourth night, she's feeling lighter and while Not everything is solved. She is no longer feeling suicidal. And Jada's first episode of the Red Table Talk was just a conversation between her daughter Willow and her mom, pretty much of Jada's story before she became a mom.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And to tell that, she also to tell Adrian's story. So that's why they're all three there—three generations of women.
0: Yeah, I I always loved. I mean, I wasn't a big Table Talk watcher. Red, red Table Talk watcher in fact i can count on two fingers the episodes i watched (laughs) but i did always love the concept and i did always love another black woman getting a platform to tell her story and other people's stories with their uh consent
1: yeah i always watch the clips but i'm just not watching something on facebook i'm just not
0: hundred percent that's what took me out and i was already in the later stages of not even being on facebook period so yeah, it was hard for me to watch something on there.
1: And they chose the color red because it represented femininity. Femininity? Femininity. femininity.
0: You, yeah, you said it right that last time. Okay.
1: Yeah. You are good... <laughs> One of those times is correct.
0: <laughs> my, 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 my.
1: And passion to Jada. And that's the only question I wanted answered in this book why she likes the color red so much. And I got it. You got it. I got it. I was waiting the whole book for this. I'm like, finally. <laughs>
0: Sometimes you got to leave nuggets in there for the end.
1: (laughs) So it wouldn't really become a show until four years later. Jada thinking Willow was a little too young the first time around. And it's funny that the show that started with three generations of women gets derailed and overshadowed by a man and an entanglement. I tell you. When i let the world know that he had an entanglement with Jada. Jada decides to bring herself to the Red Table Talk alone.
0: Which, by the way, a lot of people are doing revisionist history. And I was there, I was on the social medias and everybody was like, jada talks about this person she talked about that she boycotted the oscars but now this boy talking about them and now she quiet she needs to take herself to the table she needs Mm -hmm. to hold accountability she needs to use her platform. that's what everybody and their mama was saying very little was anybody saying be quiet
1: no they were saying she needs to go
0: Everybody wanted the mess. Everybody wanted the truth. Everybody wanted the tea. Everybody wanted it. So it's crazy how people are like, y'all just kept feeding us information unprompted, unwarranted. Don't lie.
1: <laughs> you asked for it. You got it. And
0: exactly. So you can't stop. You can't t- You can't turn off the faucet when your ass turned it on. I think this
1: was after the T.I. talked about his daughter's whatever.
0: Was what it? That was also weird.
1: Yeah. So it was like, you know, you're, you're putting out these people's business. You need to put your business out there, Jada.
0: It was, it was actually because I remember Willow being a part of that discussion. Yes. I mean, of course, she was a part of all the discussions, <laughs> but I remember her speaking up about it because she was in the age range.
1: Yeah. So Will decided to join for a united front. And when I first read that, I'm like, you go, Will. But yeah. then things did not go as planned. Jada was going to tell people they were separated, which they were, and it wasn't an affair because Will knew. But Will's on that show acting surprised.
0: Yes! And I did, man, I wish she would have stuck to the original plan
1: and act like they were still together. And this was not a live show. So Jada could have not released it. She could have retaped it. Edited for, edited it. But for whatever reason, she was willing to bear that scarlet letter and let people hate her. And like she a dumbass. <laughs> I agree. She says she was burning down her gilded cage and not caring what people thought of her. But I don't know. I don't know if this should have ever seen the light of day. It was not the way she wanted it presented. It should have went out. People were telling her not to let it out. Why did she let it out?
0: Yeah, I. The reason why I really had problems with this is that Just like you had talked about earlier with the whole, we're not, they had an open marriage, but not really, you're saying stuff happened, but you're not really saying what happened. Jada has protected Will and his reputation at every turn. She's been the wife. She's been the mother. Granted, Like she said, she made these choices voluntarily, but she also put herself on the line for some of this stuff. Like she did make sacrifices that I feel like either will ignored or didn't think were sacrifices because she was the wife. That's kind of like her job. But when it came to this and you know that you guys are not together currently, nor were you together when this happened. And for you to just kind of like flip it on her and do the okie doke and like let her take blame for this whole thing. I thought that was just, like, cowardice and just totally not fair and showed me, like, a poor side of will, honestly. Because why why are we lying if the truth is the truth? What These what are, are we protecting?
1: Points where I want Jada to dig deeper where she, like, what was that conversation after the tape stopped? Was yeah. Was she like, what the fuck did you just do? Or was she silent about it? Was she silent or was she silenced?
0: I can't get serious with you. (laughs) Uh,
1: (laughs) You know when Oprah said that quote, she's like, that was it. (laughs) Another
0: one for the books, bitch. Uh
1: Uh-huh. That just paid another year of something.
0: I mean, it's a great meme, though. She did it.
1: (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. She she knew she did.
0: She knew she did. She put the hand motions with it. (laughs) I (laughs) lensed. When she closed it, bitch. But anyway, I I agree. I, I think even in this book, she's still protecting him. Like, it's like what you did, how you felt. But you, I, I, I definitely think that there's stuff that we just don't know happened and they're just not going to tell us. It, she kind of, she's already been ran over and I think she's accepted that. So she's okay with not sharing details. And if you guys want to still like, run her over for not doing all the details and sharing everything. She's okay. As long as she speaks most of what she wants to say, which I felt like her telling the real truth behind this Red Table Talk is at least what she wanted to get out in this book towards the end. Do you think it's
1: a wifely duty that she's doing? Or do you think it's more of a business thing? Because the Smiths are kind of like, it's a brand. Like, at the end of the day, it's a brand. Once you become that popular, you're a brand.
0: I think it's both. Okay. I think it's just both, whether they believe it or not. I think she viewed it as a personal wife decision as well as, like, well, shit, you said bad, ma- bad marriage for life, so we're the Smiths. It's the Smiths, so we. Uh, that's what it is.
1: Oh, yeah. Bad marriage for life.
0: Oh, is- wait, wait, before you get into it, <laughs> what she said- and he was sitting there all watery-eyed. First of all, Will's eyes water all the time. <laughs> <laughs> you explain that fucking meme, because I'm tired of seeing it. <laughs>
1: she, she, she did. She said it was late at night.
0: We He just got home. And his it's eyes were tired. all watery. <laughs> of course, his eyes were red and watery. He wouldn't cry.
1: <laughs> I love her. The last thing we're going to touch upon is a slap heard around the world. Chris mocked. Chris Rock. I said Chris mocked. Because he was mocking her. But. Hey, you
0: said it was a Fruity and slip. You said it uh-huh. well.
1: Chris Rock makes a G.I.J. joke about Jada. Will gets up, slaps him, screaming, keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth. Mm. And surprise, surprise, Jada was surprised as all of us. <laughs> and she says it was extra surprising since Will and her didn't view each other that way for six years.
0: Fixed. They almost didn't even come to the
1: Oscars together. No, and I think she said they were working on King Richard together and she mm-hmm. stepped away because it like they had a falling out over something.
0: Yeah. Which I was also surprised that yeah, I was like, Oh, y'all was you was working on King Richard.
1: Yeah. And she's like, just take my name off of it. I don't I anything to do with it. And he's like, Come with me to the carpet. And it's like let's have a united front. Let's go to yeah. therapy. So it's like they were almost getting back together
0: Mm -hmm.
1: but it's rough you know it's one of those situations but they're living separately and she says she does feel slightly thankful for will for defending her but realizes it was more about will's own personal struggles
0: yeah yeah it's like oh this is some beef that dates back further than me like oh i was very proud and glad for this black man standing up for his black this black woman who was his wife but Uh, This wasn't all about me.
1: It has so many layers, because you think about Chris Rock asked her for a date when he thought her and Will were divorcing. You have Chris Rock making a previous joke at the Oscars. You, like...
0: Yeah, and it's then you fuck have, Chris Rock all the time, especially with the more what he, his sources and whatever he said, and combined with the comedy special now, especially it's like fuck Chris Rock, you being a little bitch and your ass is sore, and I'm tired she, of it. She even
1: says like he can make all the jokes he wants me out, about me on stage, and like that's like from her to learn on or something. I don't know. She got all spiritual with it, but mm-hmm. it, was, it was like no Jada when you know when they go low, we kick them.
0: As you sh- and, and she should have because this yeah. man got his ass slapped by Will Smith, but 80% of his jokes were uh, jabs in the form of making fun of Will Smith via Jada's Pinkett. He still is on her head like she has something to do with it. And then you got the nerve to have... Exactly. And then you have the nerve to have sources or people close to you or your team to talk about how you tired of Jada bringing up your name. Fuck your name. Don't nobody bring you up because it it garners like publicity, they're just telling the story. Don't nobody care about you. Ain't, didn't nobody care about Chris Rock until he got slapped.
1: Yeah, how how much have you heard about Chris Rock in the last 10 years?
0: Exactly, I mean, and then it, he was putting out comedy specials, barely doing anything. Who, who, who was everybody looking for? Dave. Nobody cared about Chris Rock until he got slapped. The slap was the best thing that happened to Chris
1: That revived his career.
0: It did. And then I also show people who didn't like him why you didn't like him already. Oh, yeah. I mean, he should be—he should be thankful. I—I I changed my—I don't even care if it was assault. I don't care. Chris Walk is annoying, and I hate that I'm one of those people where it's like, oh, so you only care about people getting hurt when you like them? Well, in this case, yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. In this case, if I don't like you, it, it happened, and I can't help you. So
1: I laughed a lot out of this book, but I like the book. The only thing is if we believe her. So many haters out there think Jada's lying about everything from the entanglement to Tupac to the slap to even her alopecia. I don't know if this book would change anyone's mind about her. Mm -hmm. I don't know if this book would make you think any differently about her relationship with Tupac because I feel like the people that are going in reading this book are people that are already leaning at least more towards jada's side or at least are open the yeah. people who are out there that are the loudest making those videos making you know the twitter threads and arguments about jada are not the ones that are going to read this book because they don't care they read the headline they don't need anything else they just know she's a bald-headed probably faking her alopecia and she likes to humiliate will
0: and these tiktok videos uh trying to discredit her
1: yes <laughs> like there's I- so many
0: the- I I believe her only because there are people who can verify and discredit her from the beginning of her career to now. Now she's being more open than she has before. So some of these details have not been released until this book, but there's been decades for people to say, she's lying. This never happened. She's embellishing. It It didn't go that way. And we have rarely heard that from any celebrity or uh, old friend or childhood friend or family member. If anything, nobody's come out to say anything because either they're at peace with their story and their history with Jada or the play or the part she played in their lives, or there's nothing to come out about. You might
1: see a celebrity say something about her like rick ross just but said something about her these are people
0: who don't even know her Fuck exactly rick ross.
1: it's people that do not know the story so it's like why are you even talking you weren't there you have nothing to do with it unless caesar malone himself comes up and says it's fake i'm going believe jada
0: also it, it, the women criticizing her i feel like some are pick-me, some have valid criticism some are are stupid and just pick out what they don't like about her. And so they just don't like her. But some of these men who are criticizing Jada, celebrity men is what I mean when I'm talking about men and women, I'm sorry, that, that are criticizing her, like the Rick Ross and, and these other people. Some of these people have the worst reputations with women, period. They're in the gutter. Some of these people have no steady relationships, have multiple children with multiple people. So it's so funny how they are criticizing this woman for sharing her truth and her peace, holding it down for somebody in a uh, marriage for years and years and then separating to find something else. And these people won't even give you the courtesy. But they all got something to say about Jada, and it just—it's not about Jada. It's just you think women should shut up. You think that once a a woman uh has basically uh revealed details in a relationship, she's worthless. She she ain't a real one. She's trash. She's this, and anybody who sticks by a woman like that is a simp, and they're they're trash. I, I I just some of the discourse around jada is crazy because it's trash people talking about her and there's people who are not even in her shoes talking about i mean who have never been in her shoes talking about what they would have done
1: and you want to say well not you but you know the people want to say that she likes to humiliate will but if you read this book she speaks very highly of him at any chance she did Mm -hmm. when he slapped chris rock she says he's a heavy hitter she's surprised that chris rock was standing she says that he's not just a doofy persona he puts out he's you know very intellectual he can range from different topics of mm-hmm. politics to jokes to this to that that he is funny that he can make her laugh that he can do all these things and it's like where in this book is she trying to humiliate will when she says that any like she doesn't really put any blame on him she 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 defends him almost
0: yeah i mean the thing is they don't even care it's just the it's just a joke about will being the number two Man in her life. It doesn't even matter how highly or lowly she will ever speak about Will. It's just the fact that people like to meme the fact that she is in love with Tupac, but not even taking in. Like every time an interview clip comes out, they be like, whoa, her talking about him again? These people ask the questions. Yeah. These people <laughs> really want her to answer these Tupac questions. She's not sitting down and saying, all right, so are we going to talk about. Uh, high school Tupac or are we talking about a rapper Tupac? Like she's not setting the stage for this. She's just sharing how she feels. (laughs) They're like, so how's Will
1: doing? Enough
0: about Will. I want to talk about Tupac right now. (laughs) That's that's how the memes go when it's like I get it. Things are funny but there's a difference between like making fun of a person and like literally just changing the whole narrative about this person's life. (laughs) Like she's never made it about that. If anything, people in, like, movies and these articles have gotten it wrong and have clickbaited people.
1: Yes, I agree. Do you have anything else to add before we get into our ratings for this book?
0: Uh, no, I I, I I was interested in reading this to learn more about Jada, and I got that. I, I'm very satisfied with it. Um, maybe if I took better notes, I this would be an even longer episode, but I didn't need to do that. <laughs> I
1: really enjoyed this book. There's so much I did not cover mm-hmm. uh, so much that she goes into detail and, and like friends I did not mention and stuff like that, but I would re-recommend it. Would re-recommend it.
0: Oh, you're asking me? Yes. Okay. Uh-huh. I didn't know if you were going to go into why. Oh, okay. Would I recommend this book? I would, um, I would be careful about who I would recommend it to. Cause just like you said, um depending on the person they won't really care about this so uh, if i th- thought somebody would be interested in her story or had certain parallels or whatever i would definitely recommend this book i think it's a great read
1: i would recommend it to anyone i i felt like it's an interesting book even if i did not know who jada was hmm. but i know there's haters out there i i'd recommend it even harder to the haters
0: hey read this book bitch
1: uh-huh you know it's always the people who are speaking the loudest that know the least.
0: That's what they said. The mm-hmm. well, Loudest one in the room is usually not the smartest.
1: Hashtag us with a podcast.
0: Hey! <laughs> <laughs> I didn't <stab> us. <laughs> yeah.
1: Would we reread it? Yes and no. Okay.
0: This is a long book.
1: Yes, yes, and, yes, yes. yes. Um,
0: there are a lot of interesting parts. There's some fluff. Uh, there's some filler. There's things I like. There's things I don't like. So would I reread this from top to bottom? No. With Audible, the way it's broken down, I see myself maybe revisiting certain chapters for sure. Uh, the late later half of the book, middle to later half in the book, especially because I really got the first part her beginning her journey. I really kind of like that, but I don't need to rehear that again. But um, I like I said, the middle to the end, I would definitely re-listen to that again. Maybe cherry pick different chapters, but not uh front to back again. I
1: would probably read it front to back eventually, but I would probably um, just because it is separated into different parts of her life, I would re-read sections. Like I I did like the writer die part three. She's talking about kids and. And part four, I like those parts the most, mm-hmm. which is weird because she doesn't go into much. She like gives feelings, but she doesn't give a lot of details of what's going on. Um, and would we rate it? What would we rate it? Rate it?
0: Hmm, it's out of five, right? Yes. Hmm, this is the one I didn't think about. Oh, uh. oh, uh, 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 I really did enjoy this book. But I do think it dragged in some parts and we were left wanting a little bit more in some parts. So I just give it a solid four. It, it's, a, it's still a good and interesting read.
1: Mm-hmm. I
0: do think that she held back a little bit. I think And gave us more on stuff we really didn't need to know or wasn't as important to some of the other contexts we would have wanted to know.
1: I'm going to give it 4.5
0: almost, okay.
1: almost a perfect score uh, just for the same reasons that you said I there is some fluff in there but I found the fluff interesting friends that we didn't mention that had tragic ends mm-hmm. um, I still found interesting like they weren't famous they weren't you know names that we would know to mention but I felt like their story was still worth telling I felt like I was interested throughout this book. I was, there was never a time to me where I was like, oh, let's skip this chapter.
0: Yeah, that's good. That's good.
1: The only thing that came close to, like, skip this chapter was maybe her music career.
0: <laughs> other than, Damn.
1: Other than that, just because it's like, we did it, they hate you. But other than that, I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed the audio and I enjoyed the physical copy.
0: All right, all
1: right. And last but not least, let's see if you remembered what book is our next pick? Drum roll, please.
0: I mean, it's obvious. What <laughs> is it? It's been floating around just as much as Jada, so I gotta to get to the woman in me. Oh, it's
1: Brittany. That's what she should have named it. <laughs>
0: Uh, it's low hanging fruit. I think people would have not like.
1: Oh that. yeah.
0: I think they would have seen it as too recycled.
1: I guess so. I guess so.
0: Now I would have went for. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a girl. Oh, that would have been not a good one. Home. But she's clearly a woman.
1: <laughs> that would have been a good one.
0: Yeah, so that's the one I, I dabbled with. Maybe going to Will, maybe because of the tragic news even going to Matthew Perry but no I felt like I I gotta I gotta read Britney's.
1: yes I do want to read Britney's. I would have been happy with Will's too just because I want to see what he's saying in his book because a lot of people were saying on Twitter and I don't know if it's true Mm -hmm. that were saying like y'all surprised what Jade is saying but we already said this in his book
0: yeah I think what happened is both no one read that book that (laughs) that (laughs) they, they, they didn't remember Uh, I think what either happened in the book and the red table, what happened in Will's book and the red table talk is that they were using split and separate and we have uh, separated and we have split language, but they were not saying it clear as day. Mm. So there was still room for interpretation that y'all are saying, oh, maybe y'all had a break and you came back together. Y'all are not saying, no, we had a literal break. And we're still broken.
1: <laughs> N- yes. they,
0: they never said those words. So when you start using vague language and highfalutin words and stuff, people uh, either pretend that they don't know what they're reading, or they they skim over it like, oh, well, maybe they're maybe they're good now. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah,
1: um, but that is our book worthy by J. W. J. Smith. Our next one would be The Woman and Me by Britney Spears. And you are a worthy woman. (laughs) I Yeah. Did you like
0: the title worthy? I mean, I liked it for what it was. Like, like I tried to think of what other names she could have called it. And all of them are just like kitschy and weird and like jokes. So I think worthy is fine. And I think it, 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 showed overall in her theme that she wanted to be worthy. She didn't find herself worthy, that she found it.
1: sucks, because she's always looking for this feeling of self-worth, and the public hates her.
0: Yeah, but I think she's at a place where she can recognize that, but she is no longer, like, gripped by that. And I don't think it's the most,
1: or it might be the majority, but it's not everybody, Jada. If you're listening, it's not everybody.
0: Yeah, people with sense. (laughs) they know
1: they know if they read this book
0: they understand i
1: understand but that is our episode tell us if you read it tell us did you like it um i think that's a a, yeah where would you rate it um if you want to read a book with us you can join our episode (laughs) I don't know With when that? we're going to release it. It could be in a month. It could be in a year. Who knows?
0: Who knows? Hopefully not a year.
1: <laughs> Hopefully not. Hopefully not. But it might be next year. Um, <laughs> that's not too outrageous. But thank you guys so much for listening. It's been wonderful.
0: Bye. Bye.
1: Thank you so much. It's been wonderful. Bye. <laughs> Bye. It just, I got a thing that said, poor connection detected. As soon as I said that, so I'm like, let me say it again.
0: Uh well,